0: It's been a minute but I'm here and we're back with a new episode of the Electric Etiquette podcast. Electric Etiquette is a platform rooted in honoring and showcasing the ways in which people of color use style as a tool for self-expression, exploration, and liberation. Each conversation is accompanied by a photo story that you can find on the Electric Etiquette Instagram account. The handle is the same as the title of the show, no spaces. I'm your host, ZZ. I'm a photographer and creative strategist newly based in Brooklyn, and you can learn more about me and my other things on Instagram at ZZSophistaFunk. So that's Z-Z-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-A-F-U-N-K. So this episode was recorded back in May, and I'm super excited about it for a few reasons. One being that this was a very impromptu situation. The story is, The guest today is the truly amazing Dr. Chelsea McHale Frazier. She is a scholar, an educator, a writer, the list goes on. And y'all, Chelsea is so dynamic. She is smart, elegant, and just one of the most beautiful people inside and out. For all of those reasons, I definitely stand from afar for longer than I care to admit. I knew of her because she is best friends with my friend, Lauren Ash. And we had met in passing more than once, but I used to be like, Lauren, oh my God, Chelsea, wow. I love to take her photo. She's amazing, stunning, etc. And Lauren always used to be like, yeah, girl, tell her that. She'd totally be into it. <laughs> and it kind of went on like this for a while until finally we were at a going away party for Lauren and Chelsea just walked up to me and was like, okay, girl, what's good? When are we doing this? <laughs> so from there, I hit her up to model for me for an accessories brand I was working with, um, which then turned into this conversation. So I guess the rest is history um as always thank you so much for tuning in let's get started hey chelsea hey alex how are you
1: i'm so good
0: thank you for being here we've had (laughs) a really great sunday Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't intend to have this conversation today but it felt like something that needed to happen so here we are here we are i'm gonna have us start out um with you introducing yourself tell everyone Mm -hmm. a little bit about you what you do who you are. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Chelsea McHale Frazier. I am
1: a writer, educator, storyteller, um, art critic, theorist, mm. mm. etcetera, et cetera. I am currently A Ph.D. candidate at Northwestern University, but I will soon be a professor of African-American literature at Cornell University.
0: Yes, congrats.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited.
0: Cool. I'm excited too. I'm excited for you. We will be relocating to... New York at the same time. I know, it's gonna be dope. So that'll We're gonna be, gonna be a few hours apart, yes. you know, but I'm gonna come down, Kiki with going, you in the city, and come, come kiki up. Kiki in the city, Kiki yes. with the trees, yes. you know? <laughs> I'll probably need that, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, so, as you know, Electric Etiquette, all about style, identity, what it means to us as black people, black women. Yes. Uh, so, uh, let's lead in with this, I guess. What are like three words to, that you would use to describe your style? What is it? Okay. Um, Regal. Yes, I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. <laughs> comfortable. Okay. That's important. Yes. Um, loud. Loud. Mm-hmm. Loud, regal, and comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, what, has it, have you always sort of used those words to guide the way that you dress yourself, or yeah. do you feel like you've worked up to this point where you're like, okay, this is what I put out?
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So I think I think all those words have been um, have taken time to get to. Actually, mm-hmm. I think the regal is something that what something that just kind of emanated off me, but it's something that I really shied away from for most of my life. Mm. Um. Because and we've talked a little bit about growing up, dark skinned black woman in Minnesota. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, that was not an environment. That was not an environment that like really, I would say, encouraged that. Even though my family, particularly my mother, did a lot in order to kind of cultivate that like mm-hmm. sense of like elegance and regality. My mother's style is, I would say, very very regal and very yes. and very 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 feminine. Mm-hmm. Very, she got the like black church lady yes glam aesthetic. <laughs> a whole vibe. Yes, a whole vibe that's, yes, that's her vibe for sure. Um and uh yeah so I think again it took me it took me time to sort of like also and then you know you go through that thing when you're young and you're trying to figure out your style of like wanting to differentiate yourself from your parents mm-hmm. and I think it took me a second to figure out how I was going to embody that kind of like reality that was just there mm-hmm. you know and not and not shy away from it Um comfortable is like I just want to feel good, mm-hmm. all, I just want to feel good all the time. <laughs> you know, I want my skin to feel good, I want the fabrics on my skin to feel good. I want to be warm mm. um if I need to be warm in a climate, I want to be cool and breezy if I want to feel I want to be like I basically want to just be kind of like in tune with the elements around me, yes. you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's kind of how what I mean when I say comfortable um. And I think that that also took time to get to as well, because trying to figure out my style meant a lot of, you know, like, maybe I'll try this trend, or maybe I'll do this, even right. though it wasn't, it didn't feel good, you know what I'm saying, it didn't necessarily feel good on my skin, or feel good, you know, mm-hmm. in whatever environment I was in, but I was just like, this is the look, I have to have the look, Yeah, you know, the look means a thing that I'm trying to, you know, embody, so... Yes. Whereas like now <clears throat> um I'm just much more interested in in and again just like feeling good and, and pleased and yeah mm-hmm. um and then loud i think um I think loud is just something that is I'm very tall, <laughs> you know i'm six two and People are always like, wow, you're so tall, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's, something about, there's something about my physical presence that is already loud. And so I like for my style to also reflect that. Ooh, I love that. You yes, know? yes. Um, you're
0: like, I'm already out here.
1: I'm already up here. <laughs> yes. You know, let me <laughs> give you some. My, my god, sister Tisa is so funny. Uh, one day we were walking down the street, and this is like right when I first moved to New York, before I started college, and this dude was just like, oh no, we were talking about heels, and she was like, yeah, I can't stand when people are like, oh my God, you're so tall, why you got healed. She's like, it's more me to look at, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, though, you know? exactly. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about the loud. It's just like, you're already gonna comment on, you know, mm-hmm. my skin or my height or my hair or whatever. Yeah. So it's just like, let me give you some more to look at. Let me give you some more to comment on, Yeah. You know. Um, and yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: I, I totally feel that. And, yeah. I, and I know that you said that, you know, these three words that you've kind of chosen, um... Took you a while to sort of work up to some of these things. Yes. So I think that, especially with Loud being the last one that you just talked about, I kind of want to go back to talking a little bit about what it was like for you to grow up mm-hmm. in Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something that we have in common, this sort of like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this background. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, do you feel like the Loud is something you ever shied away from? Or how oh. do you how do you feel like that fit into, you know, growing up? You're tall. You're yeah. a dark-skinned black woman, mm-hmm. like growing up in these super white, like, Minnesota spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I
1: think I definitely
0: shied away from
1: it, um, particularly, so I went to, like, when I was, I felt that when I was around black people, I didn't shy away from it as much. Okay. Um, so I went to a, at the time, it was a private school that was just transitioning into being a charter school. Charter schools have a very kind of like patchy, sorted, Yes. you know, kind of history and existence right now. Mm-hmm. At the time, though, it meant a different thing, regardless. Um, black private school, Harvest Prep. Um, and, uh, it was a, you know, it was a school that was, that was instilling Afrocentric principles into the students.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And so it was, a, it was, was a just a beautiful time. I feel grateful all the time that that was kind of like a space that my mother felt was important. She was also a teacher there mm. <clears throat> to have me in. And style was very important for all of us, you know what I'm saying? Like we were young, but it was just like we had like the fly braids and we had and shoes were important and we wore uniforms. So like, you know, the casual out day was like real way serious you yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um so I think like the first place that I started really experimenting with you don't have as much control over your clothes when you're super young, True. you know, unless for some parents you do, you yeah. know. Um, but you had you know, and then again with a uniform, things are more regimented. Um, but my mom uh uh was a hairstylist among other things you know, that she really Yes. Like <laughs> not professionally, she just like knows how to do hair and so she would um and so she I'd be like, I wanna do this and so hair was the first place I really got loud. You hair, know? Like, yes, yes, you know? yes.
0: Um That's a whole
1: but, other thing. Yeah. Yeah. But not you know? another thing at all actually. It's you know yeah. it's kinda all that was like the first place where I was just like and I remember like when I was um the my when I my first day at harvest prep, um I wanted these like you remember crochet braids you mm. know but they're back but like it's a it was a different thing yeah you know where it kids. And I just wanted them like real, real long. I just had, a, I think they like came almost down to my like butt or my waist. And I was like 10, which is kind of just ridiculous for a 10 year old to have crocheted braids like that. Because <laughs> yeah. most of the time, like the crochet braids was like the little curly like thing mm-hmm. on your hand. I'm like, no, no, no. I want You're straight like, I twists. That. Yeah. Yes. I wanted the straight like like twists and I wanted them skinny and long and all the way. To, you know, and I'm just yeah. like, that was that was kind of around the time when I really started getting you know loud I'm just like I want people to see me you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying and I was new I was like I don't know what people are gonna think you know but it was me you know um yeah and uh yeah I think leaving that space I went to a mostly white private school um and that was hard because I think it was I just I was like what are, it was just so different mm. their style was different a lot of them had a lot of them were very wealthy they had a lot more money than i did mm-hmm. um and minnesota wealth is kind of this weird like tacky thing too <laughs> it's tacky it's just like <laughs> it's like not stylish it, but it's but it's like a lot of expensive yeah. kind of like midwestern things things yeah um you know a lot of Birkenstocks i feel that and, vibe for sure you you know what i'm saying i know saying. what you're saying you yeah. know exactly what it is um I'm trying to think about an aesthetic for listeners who aren't familiar, but it's you know whatever, uh. And so and then another place where there was a dress code, right? And so like, I think I was ca- trying to emulate that kind of like white midwestern basic style, yeah, in order to fit in, mm-hmm. and it just was awkward, not and in just, alignment with you, with your what truth. not
0: <laughs> all of this, no, none of it. It yeah. was just
1: basic and horrible and. and you know, it was a it was a moment in time.
0: It just wasn't it wasn't it for you.
1: It wasn't it for me. Um, and then once I was sort of out of that, I went to I went to Barnard College, and that was the place too where um, the loud really started getting loud again, and yeah. it was a lot of like bright colors mm-hmm. and mesh and american apparel was the
0: thing popping 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 poppin'. <laughs> and yeah. i'm just
1: like you are about to get this light green onesie <laughs> or whatever you know yeah. uh, and i was playing ball um and so like the body was just muscles and the skin and, yes you know. i forget <laughs> that, i
0: forget that you were like an athlete girl i forget too
1: <laughs> um, but yeah so i think and then being in new york obviously yeah. you know like it's just like it, there was just so much to stimulate that part um I think I didn't really at that time especially when I was an undergrad I didn't really have the kind of like uh comfort yet again it was kind of like I want this look or that look or whatever mm-hmm. but um but definitely definitely a place where the loudness was able to kind of like flourish yes so,
0: yeah mm-hmm. so that makes me want to loop back to Regal which like mm-hmm. you mentioned your mother a lot when you were talking about that so yes. do you feel like she inspired a lot of your style choices, or can you like loop back a lot of like the ways that you express yourself through your style through back to like things you saw her do? Yeah um for sure, yeah, yeah.
1: um I think so much of how I learned how to be like a feminine person, yeah, comes directly from my mother, yeah um she just the attention to hair, the attention she was a stylist when I was younger, she was a stylist um, at Nordstrom's. And, like, she would have me in, like, modeling and, like, beauty pageants and stuff. I she love won, that. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> she wanted me to know that I was beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know? Did you like
0: all of that stuff when it was happening? Like, did oh, you like doing those things? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I was like, y'all better look at me. You don't get these looks. I was like, five. Six. Yeah. If anyone if anyone else won and didn't, like, I was, and I was competitive, too. So I'm just like, uh, who, did she, she won? <laughs> what, like, what? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so... No, it was, (laughs) she, she wanted me to, she wanted me to know that I was beautiful. She wanted me to know that the way that I carried myself was important. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was just fly. Like my mom was fly, like just animal prints. And she just knows how to put things together. Her face beat, hair, like my mom was just like. Just super... She's still just, like, super... The yes. most beautiful woman in the world.
0: Yes. It's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Um, I love I haven't this. called
1: her yet. So I texted her. I was like, we're gonna get on the phone tonight. Needed some time. It's we <laughs> gonna send her this little snippet of you gassing
0: her up. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Oh,
1: my god. <laughs> yeah, no. My, st- my mom... Um, just wear red lipstick I wear Ruby Woo a lot Um, oh yes and that
0: is like kind of like a homage to her oh yeah any
1: any red thing I have her favorite color is red any red thing that I wear is always like an homage to my mother I love that yes yeah. and it took me a second to come into the red because again I was like shying away from kind of embodying all the things that Mm -hmm. she but also very prim and proper you know she was all about the tights and the this and the that Mm -hmm. and the pearls and it has to match Yeah, I don't like to match so that was a point of contention between me and her a lot And when I went natural with my hair, she was just like, what is this? Now she's
0: natural, too. That's kind of how it goes. See, Mm -hmm. I I kind of like hearing about that Mm -hmm. because obviously the title, like, electric etiquette. When you think about etiquette, it feels like it's, like, very prim, proper, and, like, especially as, like, black people. Yes. Um, my parents are immigrants Mm -hmm. so I feel like that also compounds a lot on like respectability and like identity politics so like etiquette very much is like a thing Mm -hmm. but I really feel like it's cool to kind of reclaim that and just be like okay and etiquette is just really like a code and like what's yours absolutely right absolutely yeah
1: and 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 I think like the more that we're open to realizing that that etiquette can be so personal Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and that there's nothing wrong with that you know um That we don't have to have one kind of way to be in the world. I think, I think with like my mother's generation, my grandmother's generation, there was one way to be in the world and to carry yourself as a black woman in order to ensure your safety. Oh, absolutely. In order to ensure, in in order to ensure your professional success. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, In order to, in order to get into, to look like. I think what my mother did was like. There weren't always a lot. There weren't always rooms that we were in where we were there because of the financial resources that we were had mm-hmm. that we had. You know what I'm saying? And so, she taught me a particular kind of performance mm. to allow me to enter rooms that I wasn't supposed to quote air quotes be in. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I
0: absolutely <laughs> yes. yes. And I was so
1: grateful for her um, because of that. You know, and a lot of those things as I was doing them growing up, I rolled my eyes at. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Blah blah. But. um when it came time to entering rooms that I needed to be in, in order to, you know, continue to walk in my personal and professional purpose, like, and to get to, like, I needed that, you know what I'm saying? I needed that so that I could have access to those spaces. Yeah. So I could more fully embody myself. Yes. You know? Yeah.
0: It makes a lot of sense. She kind of gave you the, what do I want to say, like the roadmap of sort of like how to move through these yeah, spaces in a she, way.
1: she did. She was just like, here's some sh- tools. She yes, gave me a tools. lot of tools.
0: And you can like deviate as necessary. Exactly. You know, but... I've been
1: able to add other tools to my tool, switch some out. Like this one fits a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but she gave me an extraordinary start in sort of thinking about how the way that I carried myself, presented myself, um, you know. Uh, communicated to people how I was supposed to be treated, <laughs> she gave me a lot of
0: that. It's like um, a lesson, a really big lesson in like awareness, yes. being aware of you, being mm-hmm. aware of others, being aware of like how those things work together. Exactly. And like when it goes to that, you know, you saying that like your mother and your grandmother, there's like a certain way to be in order to like ensure your safety, yes. your success, like the stability of your family, all yep. that kind of thing. It's like, all that makes sense, and I definitely honor that, mm-hmm. and not that I like agree with all of it. But I also really love to think that they did those things so that I wouldn't have to.
1: Okay. So much. It was this. It was a lot of love. Disciplining, yes. Mm-hmm. Frustrations, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Some conflicts, certainly, but coming from a place of love. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And um. And also. My mom is also 6'2". She taught me how to be tall, Mm. which is extremely important because ain't nobody out here teaching people how to be tall. I don't know (laughs) if you see a a lot of tall people, particularly tall women, you'll see a lot of hunching, a lot of awkwardness, a lot of... Because as a you know, as a society, particularly in the West, like we do not celebrate women of size. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we truly don't. Whether that means height, whether that means fat women, like we are just like you need to be small and you need to sit in the corner and mm-hmm. you need to shut up. You know what I'm saying? It's like My mom was like, my mom called me pretty like it was my name, and she's like, sit up straight. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not doing none of that hunching.
0: Take up all the space. Take
1: up this space, and we're gonna look good doing it.
0: There know? doesn't need to be less of you. There Absolutely less
1: not. Of you. Yeah. yeah. So she she was, and she put me around a lot of other tall women who loved their height and loved being beautiful and loved Ugh. being tall and loved decorating. My auntie Dana, taught my, my high school graduation, I'll never forget. My auntie Dana, my mom, my god sister Tisa, also 6'2", me taking pictures, we were just, like, running around, again, I went to this all-white private school, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I was just, like, so happy and proud to be next to these, just, like, gorgeous Amazons, like, that's, I love
0: that, that's, they were my
1: people, that's who raised me, that's yeah. who taught me how to be, you know,
0: yes, so, yeah, so important, mm-hmm. and so, now I want to talk a little bit about, sort of, your existence in, like, academia mm-hmm, um, and the parallels of that to, you know, how you grew up, how you learned how to navigate spaces and like, all of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ooh, academia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the reaction I was expecting. Yeah. Ooh, it's a yes. lot. It's a lot. It, it's a lot. Um, so,
1: academia is... My relationship to academia has been one of, like, profound appreciation and frustration at times. Okay. Because, so the pre- the f- appreciation comes from the fact that, like, I am, all the things I said, you know, yes, when I, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a storyteller, um, you know, a teacher, I've been doing those things my whole life, my mom was, that's what she did, you know, my mom was a teacher and a coach, like, that's the, those are the things that put uh, food on the table. And um, it's also just kind of like what she is too. It was what I was gonna do, whether I did it in the academy. It was. It's just. It's just how it showed up. How it's it just. Yeah, yeah, this is how I've been. This is the space where I've been sort of called to do the work. But like, this is what I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I was. Ha- I am. I was, and remain happy that I can do it in a way that is. Um, that just gives me a lot of resources and time, and like control over my time. I have access to brilliant, talented you know fabulous people that and I love to talk, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like I mean in terms of having a like this is it's my dream, you know? Like I'm I'm being an academic has been my dream as soon as I learned about what it was. Yes. I was like, yeah, that fits. <laughs>
0: that, like, that sounds fits like that? I would like to see that. I would, yeah. like, <laughs> I would like to see it. <laughs> you know, um,
1: for sure. Um, now, the frustration part is just you can go back to what I just said. Like once I found out what it was, so so much about the academy is shrouded in secret, mm-hmm. um, and it's a place you know access is access is real, and it's not a place that is. Um, it's not a place that is always the most welcoming, to put it lightly, to ideas that do not follow a, like, a Eurocentric kind of tradition of thought. You know? Like, it is a... As one of my friends, Chad, you know, puts it, you know, it's 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 an arm of colonialism as it's sort of like is practiced in the West and yes. other places, you know. Yeah. And that's something that um, as a black scholar, as a black scholar of, um, you know, black women's history, art, culture, literature, that's something that I always have to keep like right, you know, the forefront of my mind. Um, Uh, and because it is this arm of kind of like colonial rule, colonial logics, that's where most of the frustrations come from. Mm -hmm. Not a, not like the teaching, the writing, the exchange, like that's the magic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that. Mm. I, I have to peel myself away from it, you know, um, the policing and the discipline and the, and the devaluing of, of, um, multiple forms of knowledge that happens, while also appearing to actually celebrate multiple forms of knowledge but really be (laughs) devaluing Mm -hmm. it you know um that that's where the frustrations arise and that's where um truthfully the resistance and the fight comes in um you know in both subtle and direct ways so i think that like um just kind of like tying it back to style it's that it's been a it's been an interesting place to sort of figure out how i want my style to kind of like like what I want to communicate, yeah. in these spaces, yeah, what you know do you want to say,
0: like yeah, I think, and do you feel like you're saying it right now with like your style or yeah, the way I you think, show up
1: i think I think i'm I think especially very, very recently, I'm getting even closer to it, mm. um, but there's still a lot of like trial and error for sure error is the wrong word there's just a, there's experimentation, that's a better word, <laughs> <laughs> um because I want my students and I want my colleagues to know that they can approach me, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um I also want them to know that there are ways to approach me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, don't approach me in any kind of way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's true. Like be, you know what I'm saying, like have an intention, mm-hmm. make that intention known, mm-hmm. approach me with respect and um and know that when you approach me correctly you will be met with warmth and whatever help that i can offer you know what i'm saying god even if that's just you need a witness for a second you need a project for this you know what i'm saying or whatever you know what i'm saying you want to talk about an idea like i want people to know that they can come to me because part of really sort of like making these spaces different is building communities that do not feel so cold calculated and just you know,' kind of like, yeah we it just it can't it can't just be that all the time you know, yeah, of course, um, at the same time, as a black woman, there needs to be a um particular kind of reverence and respect for my time and my energy because of the histories of you know erasure of black women's ideas and labor in the academy, like I, I uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it even, I mean, and, it, and even I even feel it as a graduate student, you know, like students needing particular kinds of things and coming to me, coming to me with things that they shouldn't be coming to full professors with, but those full professors who are, you know, further along, those mentors they're overworked, you know what I'm saying? And they're mentoring a thousand people and they're right. and I'm like, "I can't write your le- like I need people to be writing my letters so right. I can do, you know what I mean? Um and so Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that is what I'm always sort of aiming to communicate with my style. Like, come talk to me. You know what I'm saying? But come, correct, respect me. Mm -hmm. You know, do not think that I'm a don't think I'm a service animal. Right? Don't think. You know what I'm saying? We're not. We're not. I'm not. I'm not nobody's mule. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help my students and my colleagues like reach whatever they want to reach. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully in collaboration. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Just like I want that, right? Um, And so yeah that's 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 what i hope to communicate with
0: i do think that comes across yeah yeah feel like i see you and i'm like okay like chelsea approachable do i need to come correct absolutely (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that's all i I'm like
1: come like please like i just i never want to come off cold you know what i'm saying because i love like i truly like love exchanging and sharing with people yes which is
0: like very evident yeah like in speaking to you. Um <laughs> I'm glad. but you know sometimes like it's about that's also like a sort of boundary.
1: It is it because is. when you are that approachable I think in grad school the thing is it's like being that approachable and then people just sort of like in various ways and not even trying to a lot of time but just like you like, you did not come to me correct yeah. at all, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you and you abuse whatever whatever energy that I was sort of offering and so now I think that stepping into this kind of next chapter is just like
0: being even more intentional about that. Like For sure. Cuz yeah. I also think that like being a black woman mm-hmm. and thinking about how you express yourself like outwardly
1: yeah
0: it's a lot of like there's always a scale in your head there's a lot that you if you choose to think about that way you need to like counterbalance yes sometimes yep um so yeah there's just like a lot that goes into it mm-hmm, um and like it's like okay what part of this am I just going to unapologetically claim and then like what am I trying to like dispel yes. or, am I, or am I just being right but right. even in me just being like there's never there's no such thing as like that not being Misconstrued in some mm-hmm. way
1: mm-hmm. and sometimes that's gonna happen, you know what I'm saying like sometimes people are going to misunderstand. Um, people are not going to catch catch your intention or catch the purpose behind your actions and what you're doing um that is that is just gonna happen particularly because of where the person is you yeah. know what i'm saying um
0: like a lot of time that says more about them obviously than it oh, about oh
1: 100 percent, you know what i'm saying particularly if you are completely aware of your intention the purpose behind the things that you're Ooh. doing you know what i'm saying when Important. you know that and you're securing that how other people come at you is like not really it doesn't really matter you know what i'm saying right. um but but what but what I think that style can do and also just like other things that communicate whatever you're trying to communicate can do is like give people an invitation to get, get it together before they come to you mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like this is an invitation for you to, for you to get yourself in order you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's, this, is, this is
0: you've seen what I put into the space exactly. how you choose to react or engage with that is up to you it's up to you you know what I'm saying like that my, my
1: wanting people to come correct at me is a communication also of my respect for them you know. Hmm. And so like if they can't match that, that also gives me information that I need to know. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, cuz I don't think like, I've necessarily thought about it that way, but absolutely. You know, cuz if you look a if you look a mess and someone approaches you a uh, a mess, you know what I'm saying? Like it's there to a certain extent they're reflecting what they picked up from you. Mm-hmm. You know? If you don't look and feel and act a mess, um and someone approaches you a mess you can know that it's them you can bless them hope that they (laughs) get it together but you can also limit your contact with that person you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and again style because it's such a quick way to communicate things it's just like a very um it's an effective way to offer people that invitation and to also know
0: like how you want to proceed you feel me yeah so it's vibrational for sure absolutely yes Mm -hmm. wow Okay, well thank you. <laughs> like we covered a lot of ground <laughs> here in this conversation. Yes. <laughs> um Honestly, I feel like it's been really great to be able to talk to you like on oh this God. level. Likewise. I feel I feel like a very like strong connection. We have a lot in common obviously, but we do. Um I've definitely like left this conversation just like vibrating on a lot of different things. Yes.
1: Um
0: so thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Um, shooting with you today has been
0: amazing. Yes, these pictures are popping, popping. So, pop- like,
1: I, you only, you know, the little sneak peeks, you
0: know. But, no, <laughs> yeah. you just
1: got me feeling just... I'm excited
0: for everyone to see them, yes. Yes, Yes. too. No, and thank you for cool. letting me, like, capture you, like... Absolutely. Thank cool. you for seeing me. I appreciate it so much. Always. <laughs> um, so, to wrap it up, tell me and tell everyone else where we can find you and your work.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so, all social media pra- platforms, Amazon underscore Scholar is okay. <laughs> love that, yes, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, um, and then com is where you can find um, just all of my other work my talks, my publications. It's you can find my you know list of events where I'm up to. If you're trying to hear me say the things that I say, nope. I say them in places, and my website has,
0: <laughs> yes, <and laughs> has information cool, yeah. for how to get to those places and whatnot. Um, and I'll put those in the show notes as well. So yeah, everyone can just kind of click through. Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. definitely you know, is um, there anything you want to plug?
1: Anything that I want to plug. <laughs> um, Is there anything I want to plug? Just, you know, definitely... Um, I definitely want more people to read my work, so definitely click on them publications. Click through, know. click through. Click through. <laughs> They're a little long. Some of them I got paywalls. If you're really interested, let me know. You know what I'm saying? And I can and I can uh, figure out how to get you access. But um yeah, you know, I just I just want my people to keep reading. That's really what it is. Ding ding. That really is what it is. Take some time, get quiet, and read some stuff.
0: And with that Thank you, y'all. Mm-hmm. See you Thanks next time. time. Thanks, Bye.